Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show, episode 106. We're here in my living room on the Upper East Side as usual. Fact of the day. There was a king in Egypt in 2200 BC, King Pepe II. You know what this horror show did to his slaves? Well, King Pepe II didn't like flies, right? He didn't like flies bothering him. So he slathered his slaves in honey. That was what he did on a daily basis. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, you know what? Instead of people, I don't know, trying to say all kinds of crazy shit to their worst enemies, doing all this crazy shit to people, uh, uh, why don't you just go cover your enemies in honey? That'll be torture. Let the flies eat them alive. But what a na- what a nasty ass. And out of all the things this guy did, he probably did good things. But here we are. Here, here we are. We're talking about him. Why the one most miserable thing? It's human torture. It, 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 that, that's worse than anything. Let the bugs eat you alive. I'm, you know, obviously they didn't have citronella candles back then. But why couldn't he take one of these marble lions or these marble sphinxes that are all over the place? Maybe they're made out of sand. Why couldn't he drizzle a little honey on those bad boys? You're a brat. That's why King Peppy II. Anyway, how was your Father's Day weekend? Was it good? We had Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Everybody had off a day of, I guess, reflection and relaxation. I took my daughters to Central Park. We had a great day. They were off school. I was not working. Also over the weekend, I had my daughter's eighth birthday. I can't believe it. It wasn't her real birthday. It was her birthday party, you know, because for the friends and all that. I took the kids to ceramics. We had a great time. Here's the thing, though. You're not prepared for birthday party prices until you become a mother. I was like, how much could ceramics be for a few kids? I don't know. They go pick the thing, you know, it's the, they, they pick the thing they paint, you know, and they sit down and they paint it and then they dry it and they all go home with a jewelry box or a Rapunzel statue or something like that. $45, $45 for these little shit jewelry boxes that these kids were painting. And they don't even put it in the kiln after. No, they just take a painted up old scratchy blow dryer and blow dry it, <laughs> blow dry it dry. And they say, here, kid, they throw it in a bag. Here, kid, I'm surprised they didn't, tra- they, you know what? They probably charged me for that bag. They probably, because, tra- you know, in New York City, no plastic. Bag. They probably charged me for that bag that they had to put that ceramic beauty in. And then, of course, my younger daughter, Vivian, what did she do? Next day, broke it all over the floor, shattered into a million pieces. Here's the thing that so had me so irate about this place. It's an adorable place, by the way. Craft Studio in Manhattan. It's on uh, 3rd Avenue, I think in like the low 90s or something, but it's an adorable place. It's really one of the last places that you can have birthday parties for kids in the city because, you know, these places, they can't survive with the rent, which is why they charge $45 for a, you know, one inch, uh, one inch square cube jewelry box. But what made me crazy is that they have three big shelves of these unpainted ceramics that the kids could choose from, right? And all the kids are so excited. They're so cute. I want to paint this. I want to paint the moon. I want to paint the piggy bank. Da, da, da. Great. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of kids. This is the first birthday party my daughter had in two years. How sad was that, right? How sad it not was. How sad is that? So I said to the kids, just pick whatever you want. It's fine. Pick whatever you want. And then as they're painting, I look at the shelf and I see all the way down at the bottom shelf, they had wooden jewelry boxes that were, oh, uh, wait for it. Half the price. Half the why can't we paint a wooden jewelry box? Those kids don't know a difference. And in fact, your wooden jewelry box, it would, it would last a hell of a lot longer than this ceramic thing that's going to chip and break in my younger daughter's case. But 
they don't want to do that because they can't charge you $45 for a plywood jewelry box, I guess. But God, what a racket. You know, you don't pay per head. You don't pay to paint. You just pay for the thing. Oh, say living, say living. There was once was a time when I was spending my money on, you know, I don't know. $2,000 tote bags with a dead person's initials on them, drinking top shelf everything. And now I'm spending all my money on all this kind of crap tchotchkes, okay? And I'm eating Kirkland brand everything. Have kids, they said. It's going to be fun. No, it is fun. It is. It's it's fun. And they're cute. You know, and the eight-year-old girls, they're at that age, you know, where they're like, oh, boys, you gross. But then, you know, someone's like, we should play Never Have I Ever. Have you ever kissed a boy? And, you know, I was like, well, kissing. Hello, girls. Let's back that thing up. Oh, they are cute. Speaking of, let me say this, okay? So we're in Central Park, right, yesterday. And uh, I can't, you know, I'm always worried about, like, who's listening. But anyway, one of my daughters meets up with a friend. And the friend has a sister, Okay. And uh, all the girls start playing, you know, and they're like kind of roughhousing. So I shout out, you know, girls, be careful, girls, be careful. Mommy's watching. And then one of the little kids pops up and she says to me, I'm non-binary. And my pronouns are they and them. Swear to God. And I got to be honest with you, because we're family here. I did not know what to say. And and it's not because this is the first time I'm hearing this. Hello, I live in Manhattan. Hello, we hear about this all day long. It's the first time that I experienced having a child tell me that they were non-binary and telling me what their pronouns were. So, of course, I corrected myself and I said, okay, everybody, be careful. You know, and I had to be very careful by saying, you know, um, you know, oh, she, oh she's he, whatever. I didn't use any pronouns. I just referred to the child by name. And, um, you know, and then as the, all the kids are playing, right? They, I can't say girls, all the kids are playing. Um, this child, non-binary child, starts saying to my daughters, what's your pronouns? You know, my older daughter's like, I don't know what pronouns are anyway. <laughs> and, away. And, and it was very cute, but it was also one of those moments of like, how old do your kids need to be where you start talking to them about this uh, gender, gender fluid uh, pronouns and the difference between sex and gender. And I'm not taking any stances. We all know everybody's so goddamn political these days. You can't say anything. In fact, I'm probably going to get a hate mail because I'm talking about a ceramics place charging me for bags, right? People can say, how dare you expect businesses to incur the cost of a bag? (sighs) But I probably feel about the gender and children subject as you probably feel. And you know what? If somebody let me pick my gender, okay, at eight, nine, 13, oh, the height of rebellion, the height of rebellion, okay? When Drew Barrymore cut her hair short, remember she was wearing all those plastic baby clips and it was so cool. This was like uh, my so-called life was on TV with Claire Danes and Jared Leto. I was so sick of conforming in high school that I just came home one day. I chopped all my hair off into one of these like really chic Drew Barrymore 90s cuts, you know? And my father looks at me and he's like, what the hell did you, what the, he was actually like, what the hell did you do to your hair? What the hell did you do to your hair? You know what you look like? And insert curse word here. And you know what? 
whatever. That was my father. He's from a different generation. But I wanted to not conform. I didn't want to be the same as everybody else. And I'm sure if somebody said you could be non-binary, I would have marched around saying non-binary. I would have, I would have taken, I would have, I would, I probably wouldn't answer my parents if they were referring to me as a pronoun. I would probably be like, refer to me as thing. I don't answer to anyone. But that's, I was so dramatic. Now I was theater. I was, I was, uh, my idol was Barbara Streisand. At 16 years old, there I was sitting with my boyfriend's mother singing people need people like on his bed. I mean, that that's who I was. I would do anything. I do not think, okay, that these kids should be, I don't know, declaring, making these giant life decisions at such a young age. There, I said my opinion. And I'm sure, let the hate mail roll in. I'll deal with it. Okay, but you know what? We, everybody runs their household differently. I will talk to my children about this stuff. I will educate them. I will tell them how we're all different and mommy loves you regardless. And you could be this, that, and the other thing. But it was a jarring moment. I, I you know, you read about that. We read about this kind of stuff. Let me get a sip of You know, this dessert, I need a, I need a cord. Hold on. Mm, mm. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I got a mug made. And it says Adelise Delucci. And it's a picture of a chubby girl with purple hair looking like she's auditioning for the chorus line. Anyway, let's talk about a show. Okay, okay, back to the subject. Look, it was just the first time I experienced this. We're reading about it all over the place. We're hearing about it. We all have our opinions. Um, I just, I'm just not comfortable with it, I guess, yet for my kids. I'm not comfortable having those conversations. You know what other conversations I'm not comfortable with having with my kids? Periods, sex, porn. I mean, they have access to the World Wide Web when they're on mommy's phone. And what the hell am I going to do if all of a sudden they find you porn, a porn hub? What the hell am I going to do? Better start thinking. Better start thinking. Ladies, ladies of the world, guess who is on the market? Sergey Brin, founder of, oh, co-founder of Google. He's also the seventh, the seventh richest man in the world. Get your wallets open, girls. Sergey Brin, he's worth $90 billion. He was married for four short years. Boo-hoo. And, uh, oh, fun fact, they bought Pink's mansion in Malibu for $13 million back in 2020, him and his then wife. But they're separated. Apparently, they've been separated for a year. And you know what? A lot of people got separated post-pandemic or during pandemic. I'm not surprised. But what I am always continually surprised on, or I should say, we should dispel the myth that money doesn't buy happiness because this broad could have had anything she wanted. 90 bill. Come on, come on lady. But he, I, you know what? You, when you get past, we've talked about this before. When you get past a certain amount of money, it doesn't come on. Once you get you, in fact, the stat for the United States, I think is $75,000. Once you make over $75,000, ba- your basic needs um, and, and basic wants are taken care of. So, so you you don't if you make seventy six thousand versus one hundred and six thousand a year or whatever it doesn't have that much effect. I do not think that that is the right number for where I live in Manhattan because seventy five thousand dollars a year. Listen, it's a salary. It's a good salary. It's a nice salary. But I'm telling you, you better have a pension if you got a seventy five thousand dollars a year job. You better have union benefits if you have a seventy five thousand dollars a year job. I don't. And all I'm going to say is $75,000 a year. I don't know what I'd be able to buy. And that's not me putting down that amount of money. It's just, you know, come on. I want to know what 
the amount of money you need to live comfortably in New York City or basically any major metropolitan area. Sergi doesn't have this problem though, okay? But uh, his wife, you know what? And good thing, by the way, he he was he's he's if you want to know his stats, you know he's not bad looking. He's pretty handsome. He's in his late forties. I think he's forty eight. His uh, soon to be ex wife is in her late thirties. She's an attorney. Yay! I love that he d- didn't go for some go digging hoe. And by the way, he was married prior, and his wife prior. Um, I'm forgetting her name. I think her name was Susan. She is the founder of Twenty Three and Me. So, but you know what? You find that in tech. You know, because that's where I obviously I was most of my career. You find that in tech, uh, you, men, men like smart women and women like smart men and and they stick together. And that's nice. It's only in other businesses where you see, you know, these 75 year old, you know, men going around with these two year old girls. I mean, I, 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 I can't. I can't. You know what I did this weekend, by the way, I did. Uh, I had a, a, a few hours of science, science class with my kids. And this is such a good idea if you are, if you have children or if you are babysitting or if you are a grandparent, oh my God, you'd be the best grandparent ever if you do this. So mm, I found it online. It's the easiest science experiment ever. You get a bar of ivory soap. It has to be ivory soap. You sit the child down at the table. You give them the bar of the ivory soap. You tell them to unwrap the soap. You put the soap on a plate not a uh, paper plate, like a dish. I have these Corel dishes, you know, like if you throw them on the floor, they don't break. Put the, the soap in the dish and then you microwave the soap for two minutes and the soap expands into a giant soap cloud. And when it, st- it starts to expand after 20 seconds, so you could see it in the microwave, put the light on. And when, after two minutes, you know, you get this giant cloud of soap, right, on the plate. And, uh, and then you could give it to them. And once it cools down, you know, they could play with it. And who cares if it's a mess? Because hello, soap. It does make the house stink like ivory soap, which reminds me of my grandmother for some reason. Ivory soap, the pink dove soap. Remember the pink dove soap and mothballs. That's her scent. Oh, wait. And Clinique's Aromatics Elixir. I don't even think they sell that anymore. But you know what? I should buy it as um, a reminder um, for her. But we did that. That was really, really cute. And you know what I love about it is that ivory soap on 99 cents, you throw it on the plate, the kid the kid can't even believe. The other thing that we did was um, we took their Play-Doh and they made a little mountain with Play-Doh, little Play-Doh mountain on a baking sheet, by the way. Took a straw, put a hole in the little mountain, so made a volcano, and then sprinkled a little bit of baking powder in that hole and poured a little white uh, vinegar and then it blew up like a volcano. You could use lemon juice or anything acidic. Probably orange juice would work too. Oh my God. And they just, they love it. I asked them last night when I was putting them to bed, girls, what was your favorite part of the weekend? And they said the science experiments, the, the soap cloud. Mommy, we love the soap cloud. I mean, just like, it's like the little things, right? All these stores, they sell all these toys, all this plastic shit will have all over the house, please. You don't even need it. You don't need it. <clears throat> So a few weeks ago, I was telling you about this SPF, tinted moisturizer SPF, La Roche-Posay Anthelos. And I was saying, oh, it's $35. It's on Amazon. Got to get it. Cult product has like 30,000 reviews. Well, you know, I bought it. Okay. I bought it. I started using it for two weeks. Breaking out all over my forehead. 
How was I? How the hell am I breaking? I don't usually break out except every time I go on the freaking Peloton or I do an exercise class, but that's a whole nother story. Okay. I started breaking out. So I was like, this cannot be possible. Stopped using it. Breakout clears up. Started it again. Breakout comes back. And I'm just like, oh. So I have two more coming today. Tinted SPF moisturizer. One is super goop which uh, I read about, I think, in like People Magazine, and it probably was some product placement drop. But I, but in fairness, I have had friends that use super goop products. And then the other one, which I know is not going to make me break out because I use their moisturizer, is Elta MD. Elta MD, E-L-T-A. That is the brand that all the dermatologists recommend, at least here in Manhattan. And uh, they make it tinted moist. I know it's good because the last time I was at the dermatologist, they had samples, you know, in the waiting room. And, you know, samples, you're supposed to take samples. Uh, you're supposed to take one per per person, but I had to take like 10. And, you know, and then of course the secretary, she's like, ah, 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 ah. one sample per client. And I was like, oh yeah, but you know, my skin is so sensitive. And I if I don't try the sample for like a week straight, I'm not going to know. So then I'm not going to be able to buy it. And then, I, and then if I do get it, I'm going to wind up bringing it back. You're not going to want to give me a refund. And she was like, oh, okay. Oh my god! What are we? What are we thinking about um, the uh, swimming? The swim? The uh, the global governance body for swimming that has now said transgendered women can no longer swim in the uh, the, the the women's races. What do we think about that? I agree. Okay, I agree. I think that they should not be swimming. Okay, they shouldn't be swimming. They have an, transgendered women have an unfair advantage. These men, the way that men are built. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But if you take hormones, if you have the sex change, and if you take hormones, yes, estrogen. Your body's producing estrogen. You get the boobies. Okay, you got the curves. You look good. You look slamming. Nobody needs to know your business. Your bones don't change, right? I mean, am I right? I mean, right? Like if you have broad shoulders, if you're a broad-shouldered man, it doesn't, you have a complete unfair advantage and you're competing with women that are, you know, that they're 5'2", maybe weighing 110 pounds and, and have lighter bones. I don't know. I, I Like I can't. And on the swimsuit note, by the way, in the New York Times, I think it was last weekend, they had an article about uh, bathing suits. Mm. Do you know the average woman, <clears throat> the average woman in the U.S. spends $25 on a swimsuit? But the article wasn't necessarily about that. The article was about why are bathing suits, why, why do bathing suits tend to be so expensive? I already knew the answer to that, as do you. It's because of the fabric. Everybody knows, okay, I don't like a miracle suit. I don't need a miracle suit. Well, yes, okay, let me re rewind. I need a miracle suit. I don't like the miracle suit styles because they look like that. I don't know, my Aunt Ida would be wearing them. I can't with the flowers and a skirt and then the ruching in the middle. I mean, what am I? What what, what am I doing? Why don't Why don't I just go to 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 wear the miracle suit and then also wear on top of it one of those t shirts with the airbrush bikini on and on top of it? Okay, and why don't you just like name me Fanny? Like, but the whole article was about <clears throat> the process on how they make the fabric for bathing suits and why bathing suits are the prices that they are and blah, blah, blah. And I, I have to say, I 
like you, bathing, most vulnerable time for us women, bathing suit season. And of course, of course it is. Of course it is. You know why? Of course you want your bathing suits to look good because you're in your bra and underwear. You're in your bra and underwear. You're practically naked in front of the whole goddamn world. By the way, when I was younger, my mother made me play this game with her on the beach. If my sister's listening, sis, okay, my, my sisters will laugh. They will not. My mother used to play this game. It was, does she look fatter than me? Or is she fatter than me? This was the game that we played. And my mother would point out women. I, I, I don't know. My mother is not fat. She, but even if she was, it wouldn't matter. But she clearly had some body dysmorphia issues. But I will say, I bought all kinds of bathing suits like you. I've gone to Tar. I go to Target. I always do the stroll through the bathing suit aisle. And by the way, thank God they started coming out with high-waisted bathing suits because this belly button, the only person that's seeing this belly button is my boyfriend. And that's when the lights are out. Okay. And that's a, that's Bailey. Okay. that He's barely seeing it. And also, by the way, worst mistake ever was getting that belly button pierced. Not once, twice, because I didn't like the first positioning of the ring. I mean, I'm a perfectionist. What am I going to do? But Every time I go in Target, happy about the high waist bathing suits, but it's the fabric. I'll buy the bathing suit. I don't bother trying it on in Target. I'll buy it. I'll say, oh, $30, this is $20, this is cute. And then I go home and it looks just like a, 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 a it just hangs. The fabric just hangs. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't nip. It doesn't tuck. It doesn't pull. It doesn't stretch. And I'll tell you, one bathing suit I bought at Target, very cute, but once I wore it in the water, whole camel toe. Nobody needs to see that. Nobody. But I will say this year for bathing suits, and I might've mentioned it when I got back from um, my trip to the Caribbean, Victoria's Secret does have, they came back with their swimwear and they do have some nice uh, high-waisted bathing suits this, this, this season. I'm big on top. I'm like a 36 double D. So I... I, I like this cup. I don't, I used to not like a cup style, but now I like a cup style. And they have this nice cup style Victoria's Secret and they have a high-waisted brief bottom with the high leg. So, you know, you get that illusion of the leg going up. I love it. And they have it in every color. Um, and also they have another bathing suit that I love this year, Victoria's Secret. Strapless, one-piece, ruched middle, but sexy. I bought it in leopard and black because those are the only colors that I operate in. So I I don't know, girls. It, to me, it's worth it buying a hundred dollar bathing suit. I'm not spending a four hundred dollar bathing suit of at everything but water, which is one of the stores near my house on Madison Avenue. I mean, I have, and they could keep it because my size changes all the time. Um, mm. Speaking of clothes, I don't know if you read the post yesterday, but Amber Heard was spotted in. Uh, TJ Maxx in the Hamptons. And they were saying, oh, Amber Heard, she's she's broke or she's crying broke. So she spotted in TJ Maxx shopping in the women's section for clothes. You know, here's the thing. When you're a shopper shopper, you don't fall for that shit. Okay, right? Am I right? Yeah, I know. I, the Bridgehampton TJ Maxx is one of the most gorgeous TJ Maxx's I've ever been into in my life. Now, not the home goods in this East Hampton. We can get to that in a second. For my Long Island people that are listening, or if you're in the Tri-State, whatever, when you go to the Hamptons, do yourself a favor, go to Bridge Hampton, and uh, there is a Dunkin' Donuts in the shopping center. I think it's called like the Bridge Hampton Commons or something. 
It's right off of 27, right off the main thing, Montauk Highway. There's a Dunkin' in the shopping center. There's a pizzeria that's not bad if, when you don't want to spend $10,000 on lunch for you and your kids. And there's a TJ Maxx and there's a Staples. Um, and I only know that because I had to stop and get some kids supplies last year. And uh, I found the most gorgeous things at this TJ Maxx, um, a rag and bone, beautiful red cashmere blazer for like, I don't know, $60. And it retailed for like four or 500. It was still on the website. It had like the vents in the back too, you know, so it, it didn't like look snug, the back of the blazer at the bottom. I loved it. I got a jacket, um, a, a nice uh, like, spring summer weight long black wrap coat from there for a hundred dollars or something like that you know why because the rich neighborhoods always they the, the tj maxx tj maxx and marshall's stock the better stuff in the rich neighborhoods it's just what they do i've gone to god-awful neighborhoods i'll go anywhere for a deal i love to i'm a ah uh, you know i love to shop. I love a good old shopping session. Although, like in person these days, I don't know. I'm so stressed out when you can get it online for cheaper and, you know, not have to spend all the time. But I have gone to such crazy neighborhoods to get deals. And you you go to TJ Maxx in a shitty neighborhood, shit's all over the floor, clearance stickers on wrong things, things they, they don't take out the, the red, the red dye tags, you know, and there you go home, you schlep back to your to your house and then you got to go back to the shitty. Nobody wants to work in these places. Forget it. Forget it. So Amber Heard, you're not fooling and you're not broke. You just want to have a good old treasure hunt at the TJ Maxx in Bridgehampton or wherever. That has to be the one that she was at, by the way, because I actually have the paper right here. Let me say, what did it say this one she's at? Because Yes, here it is. Heard was shopping at TJ Maxx in Bridgehampton where the average home... Oh, oh, listen to this. Bridge was shopping at TJ Maxx in Bridgehampton where the average home goes for around $3.8 million. Yeah. Okay, Amber Heard. You're not fooling anybody. You're not at TJ Maxx. You're at TJ Maxx because there's no other place to shop in those areas. Okay, that's why. You want to go broke, go to East Hampton. Go to East Hampton Village and you'll go, you'll go broke. Cute stores, but nothing's barely on sale. Now, also on 27, as you're going out to East Hampton, there's home goods. I went to that home good. They had nothing. They had nothing. Yeah. You know why? Because everybody's buying the stuff for their freaking second homes. That's why. Again, once again, because there's they, they, they need more stores out there. They, you know, come on. Come on, people. Come on. Also in the newspaper, not in the post, was, uh, you know, one of my favorite advice questions. Oh, I couldn't even believe this question. It was outrageous. This guy says that a lot of people ask him for a dining recommendations or activity recommendations. I don't know who the hell is he. What is he, Mr. Zagat himself? That's fine, whatever. A lot of people ask him for recommendations of things and he loves to give his recommendations. And he said, always the next question after he gives the recommendation, somewhat the person that's listening who, who asked will say, what is the price point? What are the prices like? And this guy, Mr. Zagat, he's so offended. He's so offended that he needed to take out his quill and he needed to write the New York Times social columnist, a uh, social graces columnist, uh, this, this question. And he wants to know, it, does he have to disclose this information? Why can't he just give a recommendation without telling 
how much the prices are because when he does tell the prices, the people say, oh, I would never spend that, you know? And it's like, okay, guy, really? If you're going to give somebody a recommendation for a hamburger, where's the best place to go to a burger? Why don't you just say, okay, there's JG Mellon on the Upper East Side and they make delicious burgers and that's what people go there for. Say has a delicious burger, match 65. But if you want to spend $40 for a burger, by all means go. If you want a lower price point, Silver Star Diner is just as good. Or you know where else? If you're really in a pinch, go to McDonald's. Like, what why? Why do you care? I mean, I I can only imagine that this guy is just sitting at home in his living room on his tuffet with so much ta- damn time on his hands that he's and he he wants to be asked. And he's so proud of his recommendations. But what? You're too good to disclose the price? And I guess that's not his point. His point is, is when he does disclose the price, people are always shocked. Look at the stick out of your ass, guy. Why don't you start recommending stuff that the rest of us can afford? <laughs> what did they say? What did they, what did they wind up? Uh... Oh, the, the, the answer was that the columnist's uh, response was um, before making a recommendation to your friends, why don't you ask them what your budget is? Oh, God. The columnist spent all of two sentences on that reply. Good. Good. Sky has nothing to do. Okay. Absolutely nothing to do. Speaking of people that have nothing to do, there's a guy that lives across the way in my apartment. Not in the building. Like across the courtyard. Like in another building. But I see him. And every day he sits in this on the couch watching TV. I feel bad for him. Uh, for for years, like ever since I lived here, I'm looking out the window right now. Like he's always there. He's definitely retired. I have a whole story. Like he's definitely retired. He's white hair, full head of hair. Looks like probably a nice looking man. Has tons of books on the wall. He's always watching TV, dinner at the TV. And it's it's sweet. Like if I, I could see out my uh, living room window when I see him. When my, and you know, it's, I should say maybe it's like, how many feet is that? Maybe it's like a hundred feet away from my window to his window. Right. And, uh, oh, he goes to bed like every night at like 11 o'clock. I see he turns out the lights. That's how I know. Okay. It's time for bed. This guy's sleeping. I want to set him up with somebody, but I don't know. I do also have a friend, by the way. I've reached out to uh, a few people. So I'm just going to put it out here because I think that we, a lot of us are in New York that listen to this podcast. Um, I have a friend and he's the best. And he's in his 60s and he's looking to meet somebody. And if you DM me, I can tell you more information, not his name or what he does and all that, but he is looking to meet somebody. So if you know, or if you are a single woman and you want to meet somebody, I can be your love connection. Like I could be your Patty Stanger. Okay. I liked Patty Stanger, by the way. What happened to the millionaire matchmaker? You know what? The thing that annoyed me about Patty Stanger, she had the confidence for the millionaire matchmaker, but I I, I felt there was some, I, I don't know. There was something I didn't love so much about it, about her. I shouldn't say that because we probably would be friends in real life. Sometimes with TV, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta do, you gotta like, they want you to be a little different, fun. But I did like the show. I like to see the matches. I, you know what it is actually? I think Patty just meddled too much in the matches that she used to do. And I think that she had to probably meddle now that I'm thinking it through because the guys, you know, the guys, they're all, they're all, they're all freaking crazy. 
Like if you're 55 years old and you never met somebody and, uh, you know, you never settled down, you probably need somebody like Patty Stanger to uh, push you along, to help you, you know, expedite things. I mean, I know my that's like the age of my boyfriend and God knows he desperately needs a Patty Stanger. God. Okay. We got to wrap this party bus up, but I will say this. When I went to Central Park on the weekend, I bought um, these inflatable loungers that everybody's using. And that's my product of the week. And you know, you know, well, I have two products of the week, but that, that this is like the real product. You know that at 106 episodes, you don't really see me uh, talking about outdoor furniture or camping supplies. Um, but this thing everybody has in Central Park, it's this outdoor in, inflatable lounger. You blow it up. It looks like a giant banana. And, I, you know, everybody just like lays on it in the park. And I always would walk by and thought, oh, God, these people, they blow this thing up in their house and they drag it to the park and then they probably stick to it like grandma's plastic sofa. Oof, couldn't think of anything worse. But can you imagine walking through the streets of Manhattan with a giant nine foot banana, like what, on your shoulder and you got the kids and the cooler? Like, I can't even handle anything like that. Like, I, my, I'm starting to get itchy. But, um, once again, it had tons of reviews on Amazon and my kids like, we want it. So I was like, okay. I bought this. The brand is Weekapo or Wakeapo. It's W-E-K-A-P-O, a pro. Just type in inflatable lounger. Weekapo will come up. It's 40 bucks. It's on. It's one of the more expensive ones, but I didn't want to deal with something that I was going to get blown up and then the hole was going to puncture, you know, and uh, it was going to get a hole puncture. It's a little crazy because you got... <laughs> I did a video about it online. You got to run and like you fill it up by running and catching the wind, which is just like the most ridiculous thing. I mean, I was literally running around in Leopard Palazzo pants in Central Park for an hour trying to catch the wind to blow up this goddamn inflatable lounger. But once we got it blown up, it was heavenly. I don't know. I mean, people have them at the beach, I know, but I think that you would it would get sandy and it probably would get a little messy. But if you don't like the sand, and you don't want to even sit in a chair. I mean, this is your solution right here. This is it. But for me, I don't want to be on the grass. I don't want ants. I I don't want I don't want rat shit droppings all near my feet. This 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 I'm telling you. This chef's kiss. I am not going to go to the park with these kids without this thing. It's a little bit of a schlep, to, but you don't have to inflate it at home. That's the best part. It rolls up small. So that that's my product of the week for this week. But the other thing is uh, I'm reading this book and I think it's worth a read. If you like Everyone Loves Raymond, who doesn't love Raymond? Best show ever. Still watch the repeats. Phil Rosenthal, who wrote Everyone Loves Raymond, wrote a book a bunch of years ago, like I think like over 10 years ago. And it's called uh, So You Think You're Funny. What, hold on, I have it here. Wait, that's not the right title. What is it? Oh. You're lucky you're funny. That's it. You're lucky you're funny. You can buy the book on Amazon and I'm 30 pages in and I swear to God, I'm laughing out loud. Like, I don't usually laugh out loud. In fact, you know, if you're a comic listening to this, comedians, for whatever reason, like we don't laugh out loud a lot because I don't know, we're always around like funny, hilarious people. And we don't sometimes even laugh when we see our funny, hilarious people, comedian friends on the stage, probably because we heard their bits 90,000 times. But I, I, I picked up this book. I was like 30 pages, I don't know, 20 pages in and I, I'm dying. I, I'm dying. It's so good. 
It's so good. You got to get it. And he's, that's the guy, Phil Rosenthal. I think he now has a show on Netflix, like Phil's got to eat as someone feed Phil. It's the same guy. And, uh, oh, he's just the best. If I have a sitcom, I want him to write it with me. This, he's Jewish. And, and a lot of the Raymond characters were based on Ray's family, but were also based on Phil's family. And he's just hilarious. I got to find out more about him. I don't know more about him. Anyway, quote, 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 quote of the episode. You are always one decision away from a totally different life. Let's make it count, people. You don't want to be too anal, you know, but of course, just a little bit is uh, keeps you on track. I'm Elise DeLucci. Thank you for listening. Episode 106. I will talk to you. Oh my God, follow me online at TikTok Elise DeLucci, at Instagram at Elise DeLucci. And I have a YouTube channel now where I'm airing these episodes. So you can follow me there at Elise DeLucci. I love you. Thank you for listening. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Mwah.